When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Thanks for listening to the Lakers Fast Break Podcast, part of the Hoopheads Podcast Network. Check out all their awesome basketball shows today at hoopheadspod.com. back for another episode of the Lakers Fast Break Podcast. It's Gerald Glassford coming right back at you here from Lakers Fast Break, Pop Culture Cosmos, Inside Sports Fantasy Football, and Game Source. We truly appreciate everyone out there that's all of our shows. And if you can, please give us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Plus, if you could like, share, subscribe, follow, or do anything that you can to support us right here at the Lakers Fast Break, Pop Culture Cosmos, Inside Sports Fantasy Football, game source and of course the wonderful folks at lakerholics.com and the tremendous folks as well at the hoopheads podcast network where you can see a ton of different nba related podcasts right now you can go ahead and catch them all right there's a whole list right there for you when you go to hoopheadspod.com and if you do go ahead and support any of these great shows or anything that we do right here at the lakers fast break it is sincerely appreciated well, Alex Caruso, when he came back to Los Angeles this past weekend, things were going to be so great for him as far as a homecoming. And L.A. was welcoming, welcoming him with open arms this past two days because not only did the Clippers graciously lose to him and his Chicago Bulls on Sunday, but the Lakers one-upped them even more by not only giving him an outstanding video presentation at the first time out, they also decided to go ahead and not play defense the entire game to the entire Chicago Bulls team as they went ahead and got destroyed in the second half in another dismal third quarter performance. Plus, their first quarter performance wasn't too great either, but the third quarter performance with the Lakers still within shot, well, around 10, 9 points or so at the half, still were able to go ahead and stay in the game until the third quarter when the bottom fell out and the Lakers fell down as far as 27, 25, 27 points when they came back to only make the margin 121 to 103. But still, the team got thrashed. And in that third quarter, as the team looked old and tired, playing these back-to-backs once again, Anthony Davis tried as best he could. But these teams are now, with LeBron out of the game, they're just double-teaming him. They're double-teaming him, and they're making life hard for him. And there's just going ahead and challenging the other players to go ahead and score. And today it worked very well. Plus the defense was atrocious as they gave up 15 threes, 45% shooting from behind the arc for the Chicago Bulls, 55.7% overall. Just really a terrible defensive performance every which way you can say. And 
Maybe that's a tribute to how good Alex Caruso was on the defensive side. But we'll get back into, you know, after our thoughts on the game, whether or not the Lakers should have kept Alex Caruso. Because we told you we'd save her for today. And the recent comments that he made uh, last week on the J.J. Reddick podcast. But here today to talk about that and today's debacle. The good man indeed. You got to go ahead and check out what he's doing today at Lakerholics.com. This season isn't getting much prettier. And now the team heads out on a road trip starting Wednesday in Milwaukee, which doesn't seem to get any brighter. But it is Laker Tom and Laker Tom. Tell me, my friend, defense, defense, and more defense. They had a great foundation in Alex Caruso, and they let him walk away. But we'll get into that on the back end, whether or not. (laughs) You seem to want to get into it now, Gerald. I really want to. But even he, if he was on the Lakers team, would not have stopped the tremendous shooting by DeMar DeRozan and also as well, Zach Levine chipping in with 26 and Lonzo Ball chipping in with a cool 27 as well. They just seem to be hitting on all fronts. Lonzo. You know, I yeah, you're a man, Lonzo. Now playing. Well, you know what's funny? We wished he could have been like with the Lakers. Yeah. No, listen, I've always, I've always wanted Lonzo to return to LA, and I've always thought it would be a wonderful matchup. I thought that he had learned to make his free throws. He'd learned to make his threes. He'd learned to attack the basket, and and he's the ultimate three and D guy that would have been a perfect point guard for the Lakers. They would have been hard capped if they because they would have had to do a sign and trade for him. But it's kind of interesting because one of the one of those difficult situations was was that Lonzo Ball was one of the options that the Lakers had, and so was DeMar DeRozan. Um, you notice DeRozan's shooting threes like crazy, Lonzo nailing his threes. And for like the second game in three, we couldn't hit our threes. We shot terribly from threes. Other than THT, who hit four out of nine, a combination of, of all of the other guys, including uh, I think Mello was 0 for 6. and Russell Westbrook you know, was They, they were 1 for 19. Other, other, than, other than THT, they shot 1 for 19 from 3. They were uh, 2 for – let's get let's – okay, so they were 2 for 23 outside of Taylor Horton-Tucker. But the problem that doesn't is make it when, any you give up 20, when you give up 27 points on the three-point differential – and you give up 14 points on the paints, points in the paint, you're 41 points in the hole. Yes. Now, we shot 20 more free throws from us than they did, which ought to tell you something about the, the, the level of defense that we played. When you get it beaten in points in the paint and you, you only give them 11 free throws and you got 31 and you still didn't even get close in the game, what it points out is really two things. One, LeBron James is essential for this team. He's the difference maker. He's 20 points a game, 25, 30 points a game, whatever you want. We could have won both of the games that we lost in the last three had LeBron been there. And it's kind of interesting. I've been, one of the things I listen to regularly is uh, Antonio Daniels on Sirius XM. And and, and he, he's been right for like 20 or 30 times in a row on when players come back from an injury and his special formula basically is they come back at home. Well, LeBron, we're going on the road now for five games and LeBron hasn't come back. I guess they're going to bring him back on the road. And I've I've heard somebody say that maybe that doesn't matter for LeBron, but that's the first thing that you're really doing is that, you know, 
we know and it's not a surprise that in three years we still haven't been able to beat to win the the situation when lebron is on the bench and that's a tough thing to come over the second thing is that the bulls are for real and the moves that they made bringing in alonzo ball and alex caruso and demar Derozan. Um, DeRozan's shooting threes. He hit three threes in the first half against us. Lonzo's great defense, three-point shooting. Caruso had zero, thank God. I, you know, I didn't want him to have, uh, have to just drive it into our throats by having he a great He didn't need game. to score. Well, he t- he, he, you know, he one of the mercy. things you see also is why. We'll get into it when we get into it, but what you saw tonight from Caruso is one of the reasons why they didn't resign him. You know. I just want to make a mention. He does lead the league in right. steals. So <laughs> right. I just wanted to let you know that. So he didn't, ta- he didn't take eight threes so. because he's he's actually he's paid to be there for the defensive side of the ball mm-hmm. and anything yeah. that he gives you on the offensive side because you see they have enough firepower. Even with right. Vucevic out of the game right now, who with COVID, he's in protocols right now. You see him. Whatever like he guys gives, that, he was a bonus. That scored no points and are starting. Or guys like on our team that scored three points and were starting. He took one shot and was a plus 28 for the game. I don't even know what you're talking about. His team won by 18 points. He took one yes. shot and he's I not mean, a problem. You that's, know, that, that's this, again, this well, argument. It's a masterful plus minus. Is a guy who Chicago. And it's a little thing that didn't matter as much as the three well, hold on, guys let me who say this before I turn points. it over to Jamie. You're telling before me that Caruso over... is a better player or had a better game than Lonzo Ball, than DeMar DeRozan? That's not what I said. Huh? That's not what I said, no. Give it's a, a plus-minus deal. On the, the, reason court, he, the, the reason he scored zero points better. tonight you and said... had very little impact on the game, to be honest, because he didn't even play that good of defense. But the reason uh-huh. he was in that situation he was tonight is simply why we did not spend the money on him is because he is a limited player. Right, he's oh, a very limited player with things that we need as, as far as in the Hinker yeah, plan. And he so, wasn't worth $35 million. Well, we're going to discuss that here in a little bit. Uh, he, he, we already know your, your comments right, on it, but right. Jamie Sweet is also here. He's got some great things going on with his five things articles at Lakerholics.com. And Jamie, great to have you here. Thanks for joining Tom and I. The Lakers, unfortunately, again, on the defensive end, fell apart in not only the first, but definitely the third quarter, which is something that Anthony Davis was really adamant about after the debacle against Minnesota. I just saw, again, back-to-back, the age setting in, the tired legs, the things that you don't want to see from an old team, you unfortunately saw, and unfortunately it led to a disastrous second half for the Los Angeles Lakers. I mean, I think that's going to be an issue in a lot of the back-to-the-backs, uh, back-to-back games this year, especially on the road. When we have back-to-backs on the road, this team is probably going to lose a lot of those back-to-backs just the way they play now. Listen, they might play better in a week or 10 days or two weeks or a month or six weeks or whenever it starts to happen. <laughs> but right now, it's not like it's any one game. It's not like it's any one aspect of the team. There's a element of sacrifice on this team that is lacking there there's not a lot of guys who seem willing to dive for the loose ball um you know lay it out to get the win they all like to you know clap and argue with the refs and you know the other issue with this team is there's a lot of guys on this team who have been like the alpha player on a team and you don't get to that point and not have a 
on-court relationship with the referees that is just something that's in your personality. Like Carmelo is a great example of somebody who, you know, when he was a max player would definitely like you give him license to like kind of chalk it up and get into it with the refs a little bit, but Dwight Howard, another guy, you know, when he was max player star of Orlando, but when you have all of these guys on the same team and they all take a, a, a five second, you know, chat with the refs every three or four plays uh, or uh, take themselves out of the game in a way that doesn't allow them to be consistently competitive. And there's nothing on this team so far that I've seen. There's nobody on this team, which is kind of startling since we have Rondo. There's nobody on this team who's able to like get us to move past this weird, not quite going all in on the game. It feels like Uh, this team just isn't playing hard a lot. It, it it comes out flat at the beginning of halves. Like well, it, defense, it, a lot of that is effort. And that's what I'm saying. This team doesn't have a lot of effort. Team. Like there's not a lot of vim and vigor in this team. And you could say, well, it's the old guys, or it's this or it's that. I mean, if it's going to be a season of a death by a thousand cuts, then then of this little problem and that little problem, then that'll be a sad way for this season to go down. This is Raphael from NBADraftJunkies.com, and you are listening to the Lakers Fast Break. Check out what's been going on with the Pop Culture Cosmo Show and the PCC Multiverse. If you have a better movie in the can, why is that not the movie that you released in the first place? I would say it's more culturally relevant than The Simpsons and Rick and Morty. Like, it has become a staple of American entertainment. I think Dragon Age 4 is carrying the future of Bioware on its shoulders. That's the Pop Culture Cosmo Show. And the PCC Multiverse. Catch our shows on Worldwide Radio seven days a week and wherever you get your podcasts. Let me say this, Jamie, that Chicago was a team that people had a lot of questions on on the defensive end, but are playing tremendous defense for a team that was not expected to. And a lot of that is Billy Donovan coaching effort. I think it's also Lonzo Ball. I think it's Lonzo Ball and Alex Caruso. Lonzo Ball has been a good defender since he came into the league. That was he's a good team defender. He's a great team defender, and Alex Caruso is a great team defender. And DeRozan, I think, is an underrated defender. I think you know he's like Carmelo, right? Like, but obviously a better scorer at this point. But Levine has bought into it. Zach Levine. That's the the key. key. That's the key. And it's like how LeBron and AD bought into the Vogel system year one. You know, it, it had an f- ripple effect through the team where, you know, if you're, if, if the guy who's been running the team buys in, but I don't know, I, there's, there's a, there is a, an odd lackadaisical nature about this Laker team that uh, is, it just hasn't seemed to like shake itself off from preseason early that, in the season. That, that's, that's basically a trait of almost every Lakers team that's won a championship. And a lot of them looks far away from winning a championship right now. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I mean, I guess there's something. I would argue that those teams seem to lose because their offense wasn't clicking, and this team seems to lose in that it just kind of chooses to show up for like a third, or not show up rather for like a third to half of the game every once in a while. It's hard to have focus. It's fairly frequently when when chaos leads your lineup. I I mean, it's not even chaotic. Russ was horrible tonight. Russ was just yeah. This the is careless this... throws. The you know I don't mind guys trying to hit a home run and trying to make a great pass and and making the great pass. But right. what just drives me nuts is just stupid passes that have no chance of going through. That are just like yeah. There's no purpose for them. 
why would you throw the ball to that guy when he's covered like that and 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 lead to a fast break for the other team it's and or why would you go in and 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 the timing for taking shots and so forth what this team needs more than anything else is lebron james back in a lineup sure well yeah and that, russell westbrook having some limitations to his game like don't take any pull up threes i don't you know, know. That- I think and that's an unrealistic expectation. Take care of the basketball, for God dang sakes, man. That's the more realistic expectation. I don't think you're going to stop the Russell Westbrook pull-up jumpers. You can decrease the frequency with a player like LeBron James in the lineup, but there's going to be a good one or two, maybe three per game. Right. I mean, that's just that's who the guy is. Like, we're not going to like have nobody's going to like sit him down and be like. <laughs> Have you considered potentially maybe taking a few? No, you know, I think obviously people have sat him down and talked down and exactly like it's that's the not turnovers the point. that are the thing that will do it. If you could get him to say, I'm, but again, it's who he is. He is relentless. He is, you know, and that has a pro and a con to it. And 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 in a way, I kind of agree. Like. And this is, I think, the crux of the issue. This team needs to and doesn't want to play fast. This team needs to and doesn't want to play with, like, an intensity and a focus because of the personnel that they they have. Because they don't have synergistic, complementary skill sets in their starting lineup. Well, they're not playing fast they need, without LeBron in the lineup. That's the problem. I don't but, see the but they should be in a transition. Right. They this should, is, you, you they should be. Work. Even with Westbrook at 33. Especially with Westbrook at what yeah. he, he's, he's still one of the fastest the players in the right. game. He's, that is his game. And so this is this is what I'm saying. It's like there is this. And you got to rebound, rebound in order to do that. And, and defend. And the ball, <laughs> you can't rebound when the ball's going through the hoop. Or, or right. That was a problem tonight, man. Yeah. The, the, no, the I defense mean, is that, a joke. And Westbrook can put it down the court on every possession. Every time we take the ball out of the basket, Westbrook. Russ was running down the court, and there's four or five guys waiting for him. Well, this yeah. was your guy, guys. Okay, this I'm, no, I'm not looking away from that. I still I'm think that can work, but but I think that the whole thing is, you just you just can't <laughs> you just can't look at the team without LeBron and make any major decisions because we know that the team basically. I just went through a big analysis of of where the roster is going to end up. And the problem we've got is that we've got three guys that are going to end up being playing small forward, being Taylor Horton, Tucker, Baysmore, and probably Reeves because he's the biggest guard we got three guys who are basically shooting guards who are going to play small forward because Polinka didn't give us anybody, but one six, eight guy who could play that position, which is, which is Ariza, who we don't even know if he could play that position anymore. Ariza has played small forward for 3% of one of the last four seasons. Otherwise, he's played nothing but four. Yeah. And that's because he can't, it's not fast enough anymore to cover yeah. the guys at three. Agreed. And what that means is we're going to trade everything that we can trade, which is Taylor Horton Tucker and Gendrick Nunn, the only two players that are worth more than a minimum contract that we have to trade at the trade deadline to get somebody bigger. You know, it's going to happen. It's just inevitable. And in the meantime, we need LeBron to come back. And to be honest, 
just like the game, just like the the game against against uh, Minnesota, we can't. You cannot. You cannot just play with AD and and Mar- and Carmelo is the only other big that you're going to put out there on the floor because you can't. You can't. We're, we're just a bunch of six five and below guys, especially with them double teaming Anthony Davis. Yeah, on and one, and not only that, but right. I think that I think that Bogle has to really rethink what he's doing with these lineups because the smarter move might have been to play to go big against some of these teams and punish them inside because we're not be able to, you know. It, I almost feel like sometimes like Frank is just trying to sabotage the eighty at the five thing by putting him out there with four small guys so that he gets frustrated totally because he's easy. It's easy to stop one. That's the thing about a guard driven league. Well, it's really hard to stop a guard, but when you get a big in there, you can double team and force him to pass the ball. I mean, well, this is, I mean, well, that's the small ball lineup though, right? Like if that's <laughs> 80 at the five has to be the small ball lineup. But, but it, you know what, it, what, to... what made it work before Jamie was, it was really like, like a jumble lineup for that. You know, we were playing a jumble lineup because we, we had Mark Eve Morris at six, eight in there at the small. Well, forward, I'm not going to disagree forward. with that. You have no, LeBron like, James any... at six, six, nine and two. Danny Green at Danny Green at six, six. You know, I mean, yeah. So all of a sudden Caruso, now we got Caruso, a couple of six, Caruso, guys. six, five, six, six. We got a couple of six, two guys. We got a six, four power forward, you know, and we got a six, seven, 37 year old power forward. Um, we're missing LeBron and yeah. we're, we have an imbalanced lineup that's going to cause, that's going to force us to make a big trade at the trade deadline. Hopefully if, as long as we can find somebody available who will, who will help solve that imbalance that we've got. We need a six, eight. We need it. We need like a young Trevor, a reason we need a six, eight guy who's a three and D player or a D and three player. And, well, I think and of course have... there's 29 other teams that are looking for that same right. damn player, you know? Well, I think we all would have rather seen uh, James Ennis sign with the Lakers than DeAndre Jordan. Is all I'm going to say to that. Yeah, well, well, it is once again. Drink to that, man. Glass half empty, glass half full. It's glass broken because we got Jordan. Yeah, it is once again the Chicago Bulls beating the Lakers soundly, one twenty-one to one hundred three, with the Lakers. Anthony Davis in limited action because they double team him every time he touched the ball. 20 points, six rebounds. Russell Westbrook 0 for 6 from 3, even though he did have 25 points and 8 assists and 4 turnovers. Taylor Great from the free throw line. Great from the free throw yeah, line. Yeah, 9 to 10 for the free throw line. Anthony Davis 8 of 9. Unfortunately, was enough. Taylor no. Horton Tucker 28 points, four, three, uh, 4 out of 9 from 3. Very solid for performance for him. Shows that he is improving. He's coming back and maybe becoming the player that we'd like to see. Unfortunately, he didn't get much from the bench today from anyone coming off the bench. That didn't really help the Lakers at all. But, again, this this game was already done and over yeah. with in the third quarter, which is something the Lakers have to get attuned to, get, having better first and third quarters. But before we head on out, guys, the Lakers are 8-7 and seven, going on a road trip. Seemingly, finally, I guess, would be this case because it's going to be their first real road trip of the season coming up. And it starts Wednesday in Milwaukee. But before we end on out, Alex Caruso, who was the subject of our comments today. Yes, he didn't score any points, but he was a plus 28. And he did help out on defense and was, to me, someone that I thought played up very well against whoever he was guarded. So I did see a little bit better defense than I think Tom did. But 
in this case, I mean, he's so used to seeing the defense on the Lakers side of things. I guess I think Alex is an excellent defender. But I'm not, Alex, I'm Caruso, not trying to trash Alex at all. Alex Caruso, he did make the comments last week on the JJ Reddick podcast, paraphrasing now that he got a contract offer from the Lakers, but it was extremely low. It was a low ball offer, and that the he would have even given the Lakers a discount if it was anything near what the Chicago Bulls had offered him. But if you calculated right and he would have been signed to let's say an eight million dollar contract per se per year it would have been that plus with the taxes involved and, and the stuff that you're going through in regards to the salary cap and all and you're going over it and you know, you're getting taxed on it as could have been in between 30 and 40 million dollars that you pay Alex Caruso or end up paying the NBA as you're paying Alex Caruso. So he would have cost the team anywhere from 30 to $40 million at that $8 million price tag. So I ask you guys, the debate has been going back and forth the past week. Who do you speak to? If you speak to certain individuals that work with ESPN, ESPN, in between ESPN themselves, NBA.com, I've seen, heard SiriusXM, I've heard this debate for the past couple of weeks. Should the Lakers have done what they needed to do in order to keep Alex Caruso? I think the best way to put it is was not for me. It was actually I heard it on a podcast last week from Tim Bontemps, who is a noted Laker hater. He said, if you're a Lakers insider and you're a Lakers personnel, you're probably wanting to avoid the cap and the taxes and the things that you want to avoid in regards to paying 30 to $40 million for Alex Caruso. Because Genie and, you know, the, the Lakers hierarchy up there, their major source of income is the Lakers. And no matter how valuable it is, that's basically the Lakers are the gist of what they do. They obviously real estate investments because that's what their dad was into. He was really a, a real estate tycoon in the Southern California area. And, and they have obviously real estate investments as well that, that obviously generates some money. And they have other diversements and things of yeah, that nature. But the Lakers, too, I think. Some of yeah, them the La- and the Lakers. <laughs> but the Lakers, you know, they're $4 Lovely. billion dollar worth and the sweet deal that they have with their cable channel and everything else that's going in. And obviously, you know, there's still a concern when you want to pay an individual or end up paying this much for an individual. If you listen to Tim Bonteps, his other thing, if you're a Lakers fan and you realize that you don't have much time left with LeBron, and AD together on the same team, you do what it takes to get it done. So we've heard this back and forth over the past couple of weeks in regards to should the team have kept Alex Caruso or were they good for letting him get away? I'm saying to you right now that I think it would probably have been best to their decision to at least find the money and the resources to sign Alex Caruso because that it's apparent when all the signings were taking place and you still had a chance to sign Alex Caruso that backcourt perimeter defense was a major, major issue, as I've been saying from day one this summer. And unfortunately, they were never addressed it, and it showcased itself today, as we saw against the Chicago Bulls, because perimeter players were scoring right and left for the Bulls. So I am for spending the extra money and burning the tax dollars on Alex Caruso I know Laker Thomas said he's not worth the thirty to forty million dollars. So we've got well, one. Let, let me answer. Let me answer for myself. Oh, okay. I thought you did earlier in the show. So, well, <laughs> you make all of these assumptions, and if you'd read what I've been well, writing, is he worth or is if he? You not? read what I've been writing in 
in lakeaholics.com, you'd see that I, I definitely feel like they made a mistake in not signing Caruso. My, not because my of his on-court value. Than yours, just... probably, because my right. reason is simply that he's a trading chip. He could have right. been a $10 million trading chip. And we're going to go into the off-season and the trade deadline with only two players that really are chips that have any value to them, which is THT's $10 million and Nunn's $5 million. If we'd had a Caruso's $10 million, that would make give us a lot more flexibility in being able to make a deal for player that we need to get to get the thing balanced, that, that big wing defender that we need to have. Um, the other thing too, the, is that they, the Lakers supposedly made $400 million in revenue last year. They have 30, they own about two thirds of the company, two thirds of the team, of the team. Yes. So let's say they end up with 267 million, which is two thirds of 400 million. There's six kids. They all get the equal amount. Okay. Um, and I'm sure Junie and a few of them get salaries and so forth who are working with the club. But basically, that's their equity. So they're going to get you know, anywhere to $44, $45 million a piece. Life is hard for them. So, sounds like it's really hard. But, you know, I mean, when you're in that lifestyle, you know, look at who their dad was, you know, and you figure that these kids didn't grow up being short on cash. Uh, then you look at Caruso, and if you say it takes $30 million or $40 million or whatever it takes to get him, that's like 4 or $5 million for each of the kids. I think what happens with the Lakers is I think that Jeannie, and, and you have to look back at the history too because they, they do what their dad did, and their dad did one thing. He never paid luxury taxes. He just didn't, you know. He's willing to pay salaries to people and so forth, but when they put the luxury tax thing in, he never went into the luxury tax. And so I think that there's an element in here that 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 you really can't compare the Steve Ballmers and, and the owners who are billionaires in and of themselves and 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 that the the club is uh, you know the the team is not their livelihood, not their whole family livelihood. It's it's actually just a hobby. It's like us in the blog, you know. They're doing it out of the love for the game and and their ego that they want to be an owner, you know. I think it's different because I think Jeannie does have to answer that if you make decisions that are going to reduce your brother, your your five brothers and sisters' income significantly, you know, I mean, who knows what the family dynamic is, especially considering Jim and Jeannie. But I, I just don't see it as a comparable thing. You can't say that they can go out and spend money the way that maybe the owner of the Brooklyn Nets does or the owner of you know, I mean, I have the same problem that I have with the Yankees, you know, with the Dodgers. Adding superstar after superstar after superstar, well, the Yankees, well, the Yankees go cheap, even though they've got all this huge revenue. But it's always spending other people's money. And, and you know, had we known we had we're all, we were going to have all the injuries, I'm sure they would have thought, you know, boy, let's, let's, let's keep Caruso. But they didn't offer him eight million. They offered him two years at ten. They they wouldn't even take. They wouldn't even give him two years at ten. Um, and I and I think part of that is just look at tonight and what you saw, because the guy that they paid the money to, instead of Caruso, what did he do tonight? He lost. 
Yeah, he lost. Exactly. He lost, but he also scored. He also scored. Who cares? It doesn't matter. He also scored twenty-eight points. Whatever. That's ludicrous. Showed that his upside is dramatically (laughs) higher, dramatically higher than Alex Caruso's, and I think that the Lakers saw this last year when, when first it was. 80 going out and then LeBron be not being a hundred percent. They saw that they didn't have guys who could make up the difference. They were hoping that Russ would be that guy and he may still be, you know, but obviously there's a lot of work to be done to get to that point in time. So, you know, I don't, I, I do think it was short sighted by the Lakers, but I to, to not at least keep him as a trading chip. But on the other hand, you know, I, th- I think that we just have to understand that the Lakers are a little different than than the Steve Ballmers of the world. And that's the problem right there, because, you know, if that's the case, sell the team. Get it to someone who's going to go ahead and, and bring it out at all costs, because that's what the Lakers fans base are used you to. Don't think, you don't think the Bus family deserves a little break here? No, I don't. Hmm. Eight, 17 championships, not enough for you, Gerald. Nope, it wasn't for you. As soon as they won that 17 championship, you were like, right on, you're Gerald, you're 18, 18, 18. So yeah, you know I'm what? still rooting for 18, and I still yeah, think well, you that. Got, can't root for it. You see what happens when the trade deadline comes along. This is 2021. you got to go out and get things. you got to go out and go ahead and, and earn it. you got to go Listen, ahead you know, and know All of these teams, everybody, everybody talks about how fans like us, how can we be, you know, second-guessing all of these professionals and so forth. Man, just look at the look at the, look at the mistakes that these professionals make consistently. Bringing back Andre Drummond in the buyout market, then DeAndre Jordan. We don't even have to go back to Luol Deng, you know, in order to find embarrassing decisions that that our personnel people have made. Well, at least they're only short-term lame decisions. That's we'll leave it at that. Well, yeah, yeah, right. We, at least we didn't sign him for that many. We're years still paying for the wild dang this year, but you know, but year. just look at what we did in yep. the center position last year with the Rena centers. It just doesn't make any sense. I mean, I, 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 I love Palenka and so forth. And then I look we, at Frank. We a, wait, wait, we won a championship with Rena centers. Yep, yep. yep. It, 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 that's, that just shows you how much luck there is in winning a championship, man. Because I would, I would happen right. You know, we shot I would lights say, out. In the, we shot lights out in AD and LeBron. Well, we're we only got a few minutes first. left, so let's go ahead okay. and finish this off with Jamie. Jamie, your thoughts? So you have Laker Tom, who said, you know, he changed. They should have. They should have signed him. No, but he's not a definite yes. But he would have been. No, more they like, should have okay, signed him. Use him as a trading chip. But yep. me, it's, I think he's the could have been the backbone of our defense that could have helped, you know, at least change things around on at least two or three different, vic, you know, losses that could have been victories for the team. So I want to hear your thoughts, my friend. Yes or no on keeping Alex Russo? I mean, what I really feel like we just heard was a very long and detailed explanation of how the Lakers cheaped out. That's what Tom just said in a very yes. long form. I agree. There's nothing else to say. The reasons well, always says everything in the very the reason right. The reasons for why they cheaped out are there. My team, to, I would have spent the money. Well, that's <laughs> my and, team. I would have spent the money. And listen, this is one of the things I'm very fond of saying in my blogging. It's always easy to spend somebody else's money. Right. It's the easiest. But thing I would have planet. never it's traded the, for Westbrook either. Well, that's what I was. That was. The, which, <laughs> thank you for leading me into my the crux of my point. To blame this on the Alex Caruso ten ish million dollar contract is what I believe to be the height of absurdity 
because it's well, not his. No, no, please brother? listen for the love of God. Mm-hmm. I just let you speak for 20 minutes without interrupting you. The $10 million that Alex Crusoe would have been a drop in the bucket compared to the $35 million that we're going to be playing Russell Westbrook this year, or the $38 million we're going to be paying him next year, or the $41 million we're going to be paying him the year after that. And so what we're really talking about here is not the Alex Caruso contract. We're talking about the Russell Westbrook contract. That is what is going to cost the Laker family or whoever we want to talk about their money. That is what's going to impact Rob Plinka's job of building a contending content. That's what I just said. Contending team around LeBron and AD and I was in favor of bringing Russell Westbrook on board when I thought that the Lakers as an organization were on board with the idea of, and this is the year we're going to go all in. But when they brought Russell Westbrook on board and then said, and that's going to be the end of that. That's a problem. That's a big problem. So you can't go half in on a team like this. And I feel like the front office and the organization kind of went half in on a team like this. If you're going to bring in Westbrook and blow out your cap on three players, I think it's insane to think you can build a team around them of veteran minimum contracts and compete consistently. Or at least get the right ones because uh, Brooklyn and Golden State have done much better with their minimum contracts. I guess. Yeah. I mean, sure. I I would argue that Golden State had, had a year where they missed the playoffs and did a better year of drafting than we did. Uh, and they were wise to pick up Jordan Poole. But they're not even playing their young guys. I know. No, they, don't, they don't need to. They've got they've got a nice mix of guys. They're not even playing their bench. <laughs> they're not even playing their bench. No, it's just yeah. like Steve Kerr is five times the coach Frank Vogel is, and I'm not too ashamed to say that. This That's the problem. The problem isn't the, the – Alex Caruso decision is a metric that is not derived between like, oh, was it Caruso or THT? Oh, my gosh, I don't even know. It wasn't. It was, is it Westbrook and nobody else or like a couple guys? And that's, that's the metric. That's the debate. It's not this, this whole like Caruso, did he break the Lakers back? That's not, it's, that's wrong. It's a wrong way of coming at the problem. The, the problem began when, if you're going to go with Westbrook, LeBron and AD, then you have to use the tools you have at hand to sign the guys that win with them. (laughs) And they broke that. They broke. They blew that chance. They blew that chance when they didn't sign Alex Crusoe. And that is where I have questioned Rob's decision making. Because let's be honest, Rob is a not COVID outbreak away from never winning a championship as a GM. I agree. And, and that's the plain truth. You know, LeBron got three months off. Everybody who was old on that team got three months off. Dwight, Danny, you name it. They got a week of, hey, let's practice and like let's have training camp again. And they got a weaker competition to beat. And they had a and they had a decent path to the title. So yeah. Rob is a COVID <laughs> outbreak away from yeah. not being the GM who won the banner that tied but with so the, is the whole the whole world is though sort of in I'm not and you can't yeah. take it back. I'm not trying to yeah. take it back. But what I'm saying is is that it doesn't mean I now can't question his methodology because I don't think he's a great necessarily like a genius team assembler or Frank Vogel is a genius defensive coach. Like they all have had 
this is again when we talked about are the man with the Miami Heat really a bubble NBA finalist championship? You have to apply the same metric to the Lakers. You cannot apply a condition to one team in the bubble and not apply it equally to all of the teams that participated in the bubble and all of the circumstances that got them to that point. So by that logic, by that reality, the Lakers are the bubble championship, whether it was harder or not, or whether it was this, that, or the other thing, it was a unique situation. It cannot be, and will probably never be replicated ever again. So now it comes to the reality is I certainly hope not. I no. <laughs> Although I do kind of, you know what, I will say this, and I think this is why the Olympics are such great competition. There is something to be said for, and like the way the Super Bowl is like, centralizes the sport of football in like a, team, in a city at the end of the year. It would be kind of cool if all professional sports were like, and I get why they don't, because the home crowd and, and there's, you know, but it would be cool if it moved around and like, there was sort of, I'm not saying like a bubble, but like a... So Sacramento could have a finals? Precisely. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> right. Exactly. So Sacramento could have a Right now... It, That's he, exactly Luke right. Walton's barely holding on to his job Ooh, if you hear man. the uh, rumors. Right oh, now. I know you're yeah. hoping. You're hoping. No, I'm not hoping for the guy. I mean, I mean, obviously that's him losing a job, you know. And I still always have a place in my my heart for for him as a Lakers player. Luke was Luke was the OG coach, Alex Caruso. Yeah, as a coach, yeah. But guys, it, again, that discussion is also left up to everyone at Lakerholics. So please, I implore everyone that follows Lakerholics.com, whether it's the Lakerholics Facebook page, the Lakerholics site themselves, this broadcast under one of tom's great articles and you can catch what he thinks on his latest article about breaking up the big three maybe it's one of jamie's five things articles under any of these spots please share your thoughts on alex caruso and where you stand because the team is eight and seven it's only seven and five at home it's not had the best of seasons i know what laker tom and i have gone round and round and round on the team (laughs) jamie sweet and i have gone round and round the team but now we want to hear from you so please Share us your thoughts on the Lakers season at Lakerholics.com. I implore you to because your voice is definitely heard at Lakerholics.com. We're signaling the ref for a quick timeout, but we'll be back with more of the Lakers Fast Break Podcast. Hey, Lakers fans. Looking for the best place to go for up-to-date news, information, original videos, articles, podcasts, opinion pieces, and discussions about the Los Angeles Lakers, well, look no further than Lakerholics.com. With a legion of followers always there talking about everything Lakers and the NBA, there's no better place to go to share your fandom as the team heads toward another championship run. So stop by and be part of the conversation today at Lakerholics.com. I'd love to hear people's thoughts on at the end of this five-game road trip, which will put us at, put us at 20 games, yep. where do you think we'll be as a team yeah. out there, well, people? We'll see about that time because we know we'll, we'll – well, I know we'll How have do you think we'll do it on the road trip, Jamie? I don't think prediction? we're going to go two and three. Two and three? Yeah. Harold? I'm going to say three and two. Yeah, I'm going two and three. Four and one. <laughs> but it's, it, that's if LeBron comes back. Yeah, yeah, I don't think. Yeah. I don't think he comes back. To, that's what I think. I don't think he comes back to the garden. I don't think he comes back to the garden. If, if then, but and we'll he might not. Happens. He might not come back on the whole roadie. He might not. 
I know Schroeder will be waiting for them on Friday. Oh, that's for sure. Oh man. <laughs> and and uh, one last thing, I'm sorry, but like, I really want to say hats off to Lonzo ball. He had a great game tonight, like killed it from the outside. He, the whole bowl, you know, that team is buying in. I actually think he and Caruso are kind of the perfect guys you want in the backcourt to like stymie a perimeter uh, game from another team. So, and they did that tonight. If you look at our three point shooting percentage, so good. The big backcourt, uh, our backcourt had a problem shooting over it. Yes, they yep, did. So. That's what happens when you play good defense. But that's guys, so before well, we head on out, be six five guarding a six two guy. Well, again, that's what happens when you have good defenders on your team. Exactly. But guys, uh, again, it was the Lakers, you know, just not getting it done in that third quarter 121 to 103 or the first or second yeah exactly well no the first first three quarters were like yeah the first and the third was really where they they just you know same thing that laker tom was talking about last year with the first quarter falling behind and this year it's now the third quarter too that's really stinging them in the butt so you know what it is what it is but the lakers will head out on wednesday for an early game just so everybody know it's 4 30 pacific time so We'll be on most likely a little bit earlier. So if you wanted to get a chance, check us out. Facebook, Lakers Fast Break. Thank you so much again to the hundreds of new listeners over the course of the past three weeks that have listened to our show. We truly appreciate it. If you get a chance and you have any Lakers fans out there, please let them know about what we do here at the Lakers Fast Break. And we promise not to kill each other in the off days until wednesday so i'm not spoiling any games or anything that laker tom has recorded so it's just we live so far away well when we were in a blowout i was able to uh check out all of the other oh, okay. games okay we'll see you you already know so i can spoil it okay UCLA that's two. one no, no, don't spoil it for anybody. No, no, people, no, no, people might want to spoil it for him. I didn't spoil the UCLA game technically for him. I just kind of led him into two different directions. Well, he, he got me. He got. I don't know if you saw if you listened to the podcast, but Gerald almost ruined my my UCLA. Well, they were down by five when I first saw it, and then they did. Then they came back and they tied the game and they ultimately won. So you're actually it actually helped because when we I wasn't so worried when we were ten down in the second half. Wow. I thought there we'd come go. back because Gerald said there was yeah, going to be a close game. There you go. I'm helping out with your stress levels already. Right. But guys, save me from a heart attack. Yeah, there you go. There, well, you know, don't have it on my watch, no, please. That's, that's right. all I did. Or my show. That would be bad for ratings. All of the above. No, yes, let's, all of let's, the above. Let's, yes, let's, but, expire, let's all expire peacefully in our sleep. Something like that. But guys. Oh, yeah. I'd like to go on my hike. You know, I think that would be a appropriate way to do it. Oh, that's, that's something to tell your wife. Yeah, he yeah. killed over there. You reach the top of the mountain, you reach the top of the mountain, and, you know, my dentist did that. He rode his mountain bike up to the top of the mountain and had a heart attack. No, you're probably going to do it right at a crosswalk, just because, you know, oh it happens right there, and that's what your wife's going to hear. I feel bad I would like. Life. I would just like it, yeah, I was going to say, I would like for it to be somewhere easy for me to be disposed of, like, yeah, 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 get, get, go ahead. Get a fire, whatever, or like a bear. You don't even have to get cremated. No, like a shark, like a shark attack sounds good. Like (laughs) messy. Where'd Jamie go? Well, we don't even have that. We don't have that. Kind of painful, you know. Shark teeth. Yeah, but what if I win? What if I actually win and kill the shark, but I die like a little later? You know what I mean? Like if I win the shit, you know, if I slay the shark, but it also eventually the shark. All right, I'll be checking out and seeing the the paper, seeing this. It's a a Klingon. It's a Klingon shark. Dives right after. Dives and shark pool kills five sharks. Just hope you can survive the holidays. 
<laughs> See you on Shark Week. Oh, my God. No, I, but, guys, it's been a great time, but we will be back on Wednesday after the game against Milwaukee as they start a road trip, their tr- first real road yep. trip of the season. Could be good. Up. Could yeah, be good. it's going to be good. going to be very interesting to see, but the Lakers, You don't consider Sacramento and Portland as road trips? This is going to be their first real road trip of the season. So that's my road trips? To that. yeah. yeah, they're yeah, sleeping in so, hotels. They're, you know. Yeah, no. Extended. How about extended road trip of the okay. season? Yeah, but those are all one-offs. The Lakers did lose 121 to 103. They are right now 8 and 7. Still very concerning, but we'll see what happens on Wednesday against Milwaukee. If you have any questions for us, at Laker Tom on Twitter. Jamie Sweet is at Lakerholics.com. I'm at Lakers Fast Break on Twitter and Lakers Fast Break at Yahoo.com. Once again, we'll be back on Wednesday, hopefully to not argue more. Hopefully we'll be to argue less after a win, we're hoping, on the start of hopefully. We all agreed on Alex Caruso should have been retained. Yes. That. Well, again, I've but not I've, as a but not I've as a trading chip. Maneuvers over course of the summer. <laughs> oh, yeah. What I they thought the a trading chip, and yeah, they didn't listen true. to a word I said, and this is what happened. So I agree. Maybe I should be the next GM. But I'm into it, Gerald. I say, I say, uh, you know, it's like Willy Wonka in the Chocolate Factory. Let's have a uh, let's have a purple and gold ticket, and the first person to uh, buy the Kobe jersey. Uh, well, they can lowball me for for the GM job. That's only a million, but I'll take it. I'll take it. They can lowball me. Yes, but you know, like you said about Cruz, they can lowball. It's me. nice to be able to be disappointed when when you don't get that offer for twenty million for two years. That's what I don't understand. Like, why they couldn't have offered him like a big front load? Like, here's a twenty again, million dollar for the season. He, asked, he, he said he yeah. would have taken a discount, which is you know, even more, I think he would have taken. Wanted him to they, you know, it's funny they didn't really make an effort to bring him back. That's no. what I. That's what I find dis, dis, yeah. distressing. They they really. I mean, they completely lowballed him. That's what I mean. They cheaped yeah. out. They and cheaped they're paying out. the price right now. But guys, well, hopefully things will turn around. Maybe LeBron will be back. We'll wait and see. But it is Wednesday at Milwaukee. We'll be here after the game, hopefully with a lot better news for you Laker fans out there, right here at the Lakers Fest.